Welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where our goal is to help real estate agents build momentum toward their goals. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 14. We are going to talk all about neighborhood events. Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. Yes. I'm really excited that we're doing this. And it's especially timely because I'm doing an event tonight with my neighbors. So the the pump is primed. <laughs> and I ripped off Kristen and did this exact event a couple of weeks ago. So I can't wait to share more. Well, I think it'd be most helpful to just dial through the who, what, where, when, why, and how yeah. of events. Yeah. Just as a way to organize mm-hmm. our conversation today. Mm-hmm. So... Let's kick it off with talking about why bother with neighborhood events? Why would a real estate agent consider doing events in their neighborhood? So I know that I started with my neighborhood because I love community and I'm kind of a homebody. So I love bringing people in together and doing events. So it's so nice to just have people walk to my home. And I became a real estate agent during COVID. So with COVID, I think we all got a little closer with our neighbors. So that really inspired me to continue to have outdoor events. Mm. What about you, Kristen? Yeah, I think we have a similar heart in this in that even if we weren't real estate agents, we would still be building relationships with our neighbors. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to know who you live near and around and we both really value relationship building. So there's a, a safety component, a having people look out for you and you to look out for others. I just think there's a lot of upside mm-hmm. to getting to know your neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then of course, being real estate agents, it became this really significant opportunity to grow our spheres of influence, to uh, add value to the people who are right next door, Mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know about you, but the closer to home I can be in my business, (laughs) the better, less travel time, just the convenience factor. Mm -hmm. So I just see tons of upside Mm -hmm. in investing in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And not only adding value to these neighbors, but also I know there's many times that I've been like, my dog has been in the house for 10 hours. I've had such a busy day. Can someone please go let her out in the middle of the day? Mm -hmm. And that has just been invaluable Mm -hmm, for sure or I have elderly neighbors so just having people be on the lookout in case they need anything Mm -hmm. I just think that's a really important Mm -hmm. variable so let's talk about the who I mean it's obviously neighbors Mm -hmm. but there are different kinds of neighborhoods that Mm -hmm. we all live in Mm -hmm. and so maybe describe how you approached the who in your context, and I can share mine as well. Mm-hmm. So I have a pretty straightforward situation. I have 24 neighbors, and we are all in a neighborhood like, mm. covenanted by an HOA. Mm-hmm. And in the last two months, I've gotten four deals mm. out of that, which is just so awesome. I've been doing it for a couple of years now. So amazing. Yeah, mine is less straightforward. I do live in a neighborhood, but it's not as clearly divided or delineated. So that was just a process of building out a list where 
I could get my arms around it. I didn't want anything too overwhelming, but wanted to include obviously the street that I live on and then a couple of adjoining streets or cul-de-sacs. So it honestly, it was pretty arbitrary where I started and stopped. And of course it's fluid. So if someone's like, hey, can we invite our next door neighbors to the east? So anyway, it was just a little more organic in terms of how I selected where um, to draw the, the boundary lines <laughs> for my neighborhood. But um, let's talk about the what. What kinds of events have you done? Have they all been super successful or just give us a flavor of the kinds of things that you've done mm -hmm. with your neighbors? So it started super organically for me. I did not think about real estate and then I realized how much value I have and then also realized how I am enough to serve my neighbors. I think the confidence piece built, mm -hmm. but it started around holidays and our HOA events. So, you know, 4th of July, we did a little parade or a chili cook-off during the fall or the list goes on. But a simple example and for me is we have a smoker. I smoked a big pork butt, like 20 pounds, and just said, hey, on this street, bring sides, and on this street, bring dessert, and it worked out so nicely. We had a big potluck, and it was in the driveway. Easy peasy. Love it. Yeah, so really great. Well, anyways, I'll let you take it away, Kristen, because yeah. I wrecked your idea. Well, well we've shared yeah. ideas, so mm -hmm. we play off each other, which is awesome. Don't feel like you have to create the stuff in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. You can borrow our ideas. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're doing them in unique contexts mm -hmm. and settings. Your neighborhood has a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. My neighborhood does not have kids. Mm -hmm. So we have different demographics that we're working with. So you can do the very same event and it can play out really differently. Mm -hmm. I kicked my series of events off around a holiday. Mm -hmm. So I invited neighbors to a holiday happy hour at my house. It was a couple weeks before Christmas. I didn't want it to be too close to the holiday and miss people who were traveling or whatever. And then like you did a chili cook-off in the winter. I did a music bingo event, <laughs> which was super fun and tailored the playlist to the demographic of my neighborhood. We've both done progressive style events where you, you actually engage your neighbors in hosting, where most of the time you and I host at our own homes but we asked for volunteers and people were willing to host a portion of that evening mm -hmm. at their home. So you do appetizers at one house and more of a main meal or entree at someone else's and then dessert at another. And these are not prescriptive, so you can mix it up however you want. If you just wanna do appetizers at everybody's house, but it was a really fun way to engage them outside of my home and I was happy to host, but so many people volunteered that I was like, well, I'm going to give them an opportunity mm -hmm. to host people. So that turned out to be really fun. How many people, what do you feel like is the max amount of neighbors for the progressive party? Great question. I mean, every neighborhood has different size homes. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to be conscious of that, but at the same time, that becomes an easy excuse or an out where people will say, well, my house isn't big enough. Mm -hmm. 
you guys, I'll tell you, I have the smallest house in my neighborhood and I'm the one who hosts all the time and I don't mind at all. I right. love it. Don't let the size of your home be a barrier to mm -hmm. inviting people in mm -hmm. because people care less about your house and care more about how they feel when they're in your mm -hmm. house. Just think about carrying that thread of hospitality mm -hmm. is the more important aim. Mm -hmm. But for the progressive event that I did, I think we had 18 people. And I mean, that was a big group to, to go from home to home, but the houses in my neighborhood were able to accommodate mm -hmm. that number of people. But it wasn't like you had to have a spot at a table mm -hmm. for every person. But one home we did, but that wasn't prescribed. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be she had space for everybody. Mm -hmm. But most of the houses, you'd sit on couches, and mm -hmm. some people would sit at a table, or you'd sit at the bar at the island. Mm -hmm. So lots of different configurations. Mm -hmm. How about you? What have you felt has been kind of a sweet spot for your... I feel like three homes has been really easy. We've had about 12 or 13 people come mm -hmm. to the, I've done two of them now. Mm -hmm. And what I found is the appetizers, easy standing room, the, the dinner, we have needed like a place to sit. So mm -hmm. there has been tables set up. I did dinner one time and then my other neighbor did dinner. So that was nice. And then dessert this last time, they had a basement with like a foosball table mm. and little air hockey. So we got to sit around because about 30, 45 minutes at each house was our max. Yeah. So you think about that and how long, I mean, you love your neighbors, but how long do people really want to stick around? We scheduled it kind of an hour per house, but that accounted for our traveling time. And so we were able to just walk from home to home. So kind of gave a buffer to corral the group like you get in conversation and it's hard to say okay we all need to be moving now to the next house so you give a little margin to get from a to b that seemed to work mm -hmm. fairly well schedule wise yeah that is one of my favorite events you guys same another really fun one that i did was october the day before halloween i had everybody over we carved pumpkins two dollar pumpkins got 12 of them. Adults even got down there. It was so fun. Just spread out a big tarp. And then we played Hocus Pocus on the garage door. Mm -hmm. It was just so fun. And we did potluck style and it was great. And then another idea too, just for HOA events to host those have dinner or have mm -hmm. lunch. And bonus, just found huge value in supporting local businesses because if you support them, they're going to support you mm -hmm. and your business. And I have a local business that does these taco bars for me and really inexpensively and wonderful. So anyways, it's just a really good added value. And of course, neighbors are like, what in the world? Let us pay you back. Like how much was dinner? And, and my response, my script has been, no, I love you guys, number one. And number two, you've helped me take care of my kids and help my dog mm -hmm. and all the things. Don't worry about it. And the idea is that these friends and neighbors are giving you business. Mm -hmm. So it's an investment in your business development mm -hmm. and, and relationships. So mm -hmm. a more timely event that we've both done or are doing this month with the start of school right around the corner, we did a school supply drive and then just served ice cream sundaes. Mm -hmm. And so that's the event I'm doing tonight. So super excited about that. But it's also a way to be a little more philanthropic with your gatherings. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about 
you and yours and being comfortable. And so I, I think people really um, latch on to that kind of idea of mm-hmm. giving back to the community and just serving in a small way. It felt so good. It was just so cool to provide ice cream for everybody and then just two big hampers full of mm. school supplies. So mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm. Um, talk about like the timing and frequency of events. What has been your rhythm and what have you found to be successful for you? So I was doing them quarterly and then I realized how valuable and how wonderful they are. Also, I have goals in mind, so think about reverse engineering your business, but I have goals of doubling my business, so I ended up doing monthly meetings, Mm. which my neighbors love that frequency too. So that makes it really easy. So we get together once a month and it's wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I found that for a good chunk of the year doing every six weeks was kind of a nice rhythm. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily every month, but almost every month, but enough kind of space in between that people were excited about getting together again. And then in certain neighborhoods like mine, I have people who don't live there year round, so they can't make every event. So they might come to one or two, but then it's a while before they can come again. So just thinking of how to include as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. And quick reminder, it's not about who comes, it's about who you invite, right? That's right. So even just reaching out to some of those people is worth it too. Absolutely. Yeah. It gives you that point of connection. Mm -hmm. People feel valued just to be included. Mm -hmm. So I have a handful of people who have never come to an event, but I continue to invite them. Mm -hmm. They continue to respond to say, oh, bummer, I'm out of town again, or I'm going to make it one of these times. And so you're building a relationship Mm -hmm. even just through the invitation Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's really a powerful reminder. Mm -hmm. And then I think to wrap it up, let's talk through some more mechanics. Mm -hmm. Like how do you go about inviting people is your invitation process the same for every event or does it vary Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things for me was at one of my HOA meetings gathering emails and of course asking for permission because some people Mm -hmm. are strange about that Mm -hmm. but then I would ask people after the meeting was over do you guys want to be included on a group text because you know, sometimes it's nice to know that there's a black bear that's in the neighborhood right now grabbing trash or that a tree has fallen on whatever street. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important. Um, and I have had 20 neighbors sign up for that. Mm -hmm. So therefore that like the one-off situation Mm -hmm. and, and I do that, but the group text for me has been humongous. Mm. It's been the best way to communicate and People are now on that group text saying, hey, who's the favorite plumber and that kind Mm. of thing. So I think invitation for me in the group text and word of mouth, you know, seeing people walk around Mm -hmm. and then um, from there, just continuing to follow up before the event saying it's coming. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see you guys tonight or whatever it looks Mm -hmm. like. And then, of course, um, showing up, making sure you've planned ahead for 
okay, I don't have that many chairs. Bring your own chair, whatever that may look like. Yeah, so. any last-minute logistics. Right. Yeah, my, my invitations have looked a little different, but I guess for the most part I've used a platform like Evite where I have everybody's email loaded in there. And you can also use phone numbers as well. So that's been a nice tool because I'll usually do the initial invite through Evite, you know, to their email addresses. And then you can set up a certain number of reminders to go out in the platform. Mm -hmm. But then I'll also in between then, if I haven't heard from people, I can text the invite to them individually. I think I mentioned the very first event that I did because I didn't have anyone's contact information at that point. I did printed invitations, which everybody loves getting an invitation in the mail. They love getting any mail. So that was really fun. And then over the course of the events, I would just collect contact information. Mm -hmm. If I had new people mm -hmm. come get phone numbers, emails to be able to include them on mm -hmm. future invitations. Mm -hmm. So, and then you and I both use the reach app mm -hmm. with our clients, but I, I also use it with mm -hmm. my neighbors mm -hmm. to send out a quote unquote mass text, but it's received individually. Mm -hmm. So that's another option. But remember, do what works for you. Feel out your prospects, your neighbors, and what method's going to work for them. I have some elderly people who aren't as proficient with technology, so sometimes you have to do a verbal or a phone call reminder. Hey, did you get the email with the information about the event? <laughs> yeah. So just knowing your audience, too, is a helpful mm -hmm. principle. And I know some advice I've given is helpful for you guys as listeners is if you're nervous about who's going to show up, try not to be because it's all about just inviting. Mm -hmm. And if nobody comes, that's fine. You've added people to your database just by walking around or talking to people. Mm -hmm. But if you are nervous about that, because most of us are like high I, high D, <laughs> I think that a big thing to do is find someone that you do love in your neighborhood already that you know mm -hmm. and see what dates and times work for them so that they can come mm -hmm. and then if anybody else shows up that's just a plus yeah so, so you get some early buy-in mm -hmm. with a neighbor or two then they'll help promote the mm -hmm. event the people they have relationships with mm -hmm. and it just blossoms from there mm -hmm. but the other thing I would say too is you know this is a long game and I know it's hard in our profession. We want instant gratification. Mm -hmm. That's pretty normal. But this can take a while to build a pipeline of business through your neighborhood. So I've been at this for seven months and I'm just now starting to see some real fruit mm -hmm. from the efforts. So give it time, continue to invest, add value, don't be pushy. <laughs> it will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last piece for me too, is that not only these neighborhood events, but now all of my neighbors are included in my database for yes. my appreciation events. Yes. So they get special invites for things outside of the neighborhood mm -hmm. as well. So that's been really, really fruitful because I do have a neighbor or two that shows up at each of my events. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Same. And I slowly started to do that. I didn't want to right out of the gate mm -hmm. include them because I didn't want them to feel 
the pressure for me as a real estate agent, I needed to spend some time just building that relationship. But then once you've built up some relational equity, mm -hmm. then I felt like it was okay to include them mm -hmm. in some broader mm -hmm. communication and yeah. event invitations. So yeah, because yeah. it can feel so salesy, but it's not. You don't ever even talk about real mm -hmm. estate. It literally is just for community. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna do it and just ask everybody if you're gonna buy, sell, or invest, then please don't. <laughs> I just recommend just continuing to lead with your heart and the business will come. Yeah, good word. Awesome. Well, have a wonderful day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.